What's going on, Bishas? Welcome to the Daily Swole Podcast, episode 2637. It's Wednesday, July the 26th. Thank you so much for being here. I got a story about today. I'm going to rant a little bit. I know you like it when I rage, but I'm going to go off. I'm going to go off on Home Depot appliance delivery. I'm going to go off a little bit. I'm going to go off the rails. Get ready for that shit. Go to Lowe's. I'm going to go off. Papa's going to go off. All right. Today, we have a great episode, and I'm excited for you to be here. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you bang your ear holes. Check out all the links for the visual live stream. Of course, you can watch on Spotify as well. That's right. Papa's hooking it up. And of course, if you are not yet a member, join us, swolnormousx.com. That being said, we have a lot of stuff going on this week, so let me lay it all out there for you tomorrow. Tomorrow, 2638, Thursday, July the 27th, is our world-famous SwoleFam accountability meeting. Now, tomorrow's episode will be private. Join us inside the SwoleFam, SwoleNormousX.com. It's a live call with myself and many, many members of the SwoleFam. It's going to be awesome. Of course, we record it and we make it available for those of you that want to check it out later. It's going to be awesome. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, we'll talk about it during the live stream. But just a reminder, in case you don't listen to another moment, you know where we are tomorrow. And don't miss a single episode. Why would you be going through your life not being a part of the greatest fam in the realm? Especially if you've been banging your ear holes for at least a couple of weeks. If you've been going a couple months banging your ear holes and you still haven't joined the Swole fam, Greta, second. How dare you? She said it. How dare you? How dare you? Join us, SwoleNormousX.com. We'll see you tomorrow for the roundtable. And of course, on Friday, we have overtime at the brand new Drive Mole Gaining. Don't miss out on any of that. Join us, SwoleNormousX.com. Now on to the show, Yaz Abishas. The following program is rated TVMANOC. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs> We need fat activism. Radical acceptance. Date a fat person. Perfectly fine to be visibly fat. Internalized fat phobia. How about no? I'm not afraid of fat. Stop being such a huge fucking pussy. Go to the fucking gym. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia, your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Swole, nor mooth. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Hey. 
Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome, everyone, to episode 2637 of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, game cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleeves cast, and slay cast in the realm. Because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and your host? It's your boy, Papa Swoleo, back. With another episode, today's episode of the Beast Cast is brought to you, is powered, is sponsored by Everest and K2 flexing on all you beasts. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. All right. So we are coming in on an afternoon cast. I do like afternoon cast sometimes. Uh, got a story told you about in the pre-roll. Gonna rage a little bit on Home Depot. Second time they've fucked me. They tried to fuck me in the ass. Second time. Well, little, let me tell you a little story before we get into that nut. Uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button and like the stream. Anyway, go to Lowe's. I'm now going to Lowe's. Fuck this place. Okay. I'll probably go back to Home Depot for other things, but not for appliances. So here's the deal. Uh, several months ago, forget when it was, we order a refrigerator. Now, a lot of you know, when you go to the point of ordering like a new appliance, it's usually because one's broken. Our fridge wasn't working well, right? And we have a lot of quality food. We take we take our food with pride. We want to make sure it stays cold. So they showed up. Something wasn't to their standards. They didn't let us know ahead of time and they wouldn't deliver it. They wouldn't leave it there. And I bought the fucking product because something, some setting or something wasn't done beforehand. It was nonsense. I lost my fucking mind. Let's just summarize it. So it took like another like week for them to reschedule and bring back my product. This time we had issues with our washer and dryer. So a week ago, got a new washer and dryer and they were delivering it today. So they show up, the guy comes in and we have the big freezer in this little laundry area. So we stack our dryers. We don't have them side by side. So we're stackers. We stack those things because we ordered stackable washer and dryer and I wanted them to haul away the old ones. So I gave them the, I gave them, I checked the box. I'm like, yes, I want the, the new hoses. I want the new things. Fine. Okay. Pay for that. Yeah. Give me the tubes and all that shit and then pay for hauling away the old shit. So they get there. Mind you, bought a stackable washer and dryer. They come in like, oh, we can't do this. You need a piece. You need a piece to stack the fucking stackable washer and dryer. You need a piece. And when I clicked on the shit that I wanted in order to make it possible, I clicked the boxes. Yeah, give me the tubes. Give me this fucking charge me, whatever. I want the stuff that I need to make sure I have what I need for the fucking thing. You would think if you buy a stackable, it says stackable washer and dryer and you buy them together, they would say, do you want the piece that will allow you to actually stack these fucking things? Or maybe it comes with it. So you can stack them because that's what you're supposed to do. So it was going to come like in two days. So like they, they left it. They left it. I mean, it's not the dude delivery guy's fault. It's like, Jesus Christ, I almost lost my fuck. Mama Swole had to talk to them for a little bit because I was going to lose my fucking mind. It wasn't their fault, but I was <laughs> 11, 11 here, here. 
So it was going to take two days for them to deliver the part again. And then I went on Home Depot, right? And I go to, go to order the part. And because it's an appliance, it's like, if it's not over $500, they're going to charge me a hundred bucks. So the piece was like $39. They were going to charge me a hundred dollars to deliver that. So I bought that. I bought one on Amazon. Anyway, Mama Solia went on Lowe's website and they had two available. So she went and bought it there. She was in and out. They were really nice. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fool me once. Shame on you. That's my, that's our fault for doing it again. All right. You fucked me twice. <laughs> You might want to sell the part. That little rant, a little rant to get us started. It also allows people to sign in. All right. That being said, thumbs up button. We got it fixed. Mama Soli and I did it ourselves. So that's why we're doing a little bit of an afternoon show. We were doing all that. And then we had to clean stuff out. And then we kind of got on a roll doing some other stuff, but we got it done. It's awesome. Finally. But fuck me. If you're going to sell a stackable washer and dryer, you might want to make them stackable. Or look, all you had to do was be like, hey, we noticed you bought the stackable washer and dryer. If you're planning on stacking them, add this part to the cart. Oh, shit. I don't care if it was 30 bucks. I would have bought it. Just give me what I fucking need, man. Or include it. It was this little fucking piece. Why would I buy a stackable washer and dryer and not stack those fucking things? Default. Give me the piece. Give me the piece. So we're going to have an amazing show because I'm about to blow my fucking load all over this episode. So let's fucking go. Let's get America. In other words, now you know why we're going to get amped. So let's bust the nut open. I'm fucking stoked. Summon the Falcon. Let's get this party started. Falcon. Freddy, you are already ready. You are on the ball, Freddy. Thank you, Francois. Didn't even have to call you this time. Lazy beach. I left that on the screen the whole time. Rebecca said a good old hate fuck. Goddamn right. Hashtag most people don't drop that in the chat. Hashtag most people don't. Most people don't sell a stackable washer and dryer without the fucking piece. You need to stack the fucking washer and dryer. That's fucking bullshit. Most people don't. Most people don't, but some people do. The people at Home Depot. Fuck that place. Please. Hashtag most people don't. All right, let's get into today's episode. Spit on it. It's time for the tip. You want a good old hate fuck? Well, let's get that shit moist. <laughs> yeah. Babe, just an inch, just an inch. It's cold outside. All right, we're there. We are there. We're, we're getting there. If we're not there, we're getting there. All right, we talked about it a little bit in the pre-roll. Uh, fam, 
tomorrow is round table number 48. Let's get some gorillas for round table 48. I know you guys love yourself some round table. Uh, we do them twice a month. They're fantastic. 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, log into your account. Go to the Get Started series. Learn how to join all that stuff. Uh, it's fantastic. Round tables are lit. They go really fast. The fastest two hours of your fucking life. But definitely, if you want to come up on stage, you want to talk, be there at 6 p.m. Eastern time and come up on stage right away. Get up and let's fucking go. All right. So tomorrow, roundtable 48. And of course, when you join the fam, you can listen to 47 other fucking roundtables. Let me tell you, there are so many gems. Don't miss out on tomorrow's roundtable 48. Wow. That's awesome. And um, of course, for members, check out the brand new class inside Solormus X over 300 yoga and mobility classes. Yin for total body number six with Alex. Great fucking class. If you haven't tried it, jump on that shit. Jump on that yin train, jump on that yin train. And of course we have new merch. Check out the new releases over there. Papaswolio.com. Use code daily swole for 10% off the brand new program maximum swole. But of course, brand new gear the flag looks sick the shirt looks sick maximum swole is a sick fucking program for people that are sick in the head that want to make the sickest fucking gains possible get ill with the swole fam and cover your nips with the best merch in the game and rep maximum swole all right we got a couple swole fam posts and we have a couple of responses to the emails what's in the box we got one from antonio can i call you antonio All right, we got one from Anthony, and Anthony says, So I want to change up my fitness routine. I'm thinking about doing some cardio and swolga, staying fasted till roughly 12. Then in the afternoon, do some lifting. What do y'all think? I usually do everything in the morning, but want to really maximize the weight training. Well, um, you know, my thoughts on intermittent fasting is that it really doesn't fucking matter. If you're just doing till 12 or 2, depends. It doesn't really matter when you eat unless you're doing extended fasting, it's just calorie restriction by eating less frequently. So you have less opportunity to overconsume. Just eat nutrient dense food. I'm not a big, really a necessary, a believer in intermittent fasting, um, but I do think fasting is great. So if you want to go longer periods without eating and then eating nutrient dense food, I think it's much more important that when you're eating, you're eating high quality nutrient dense food, and then you can figure out what works best for you. So if that works best for you, uh, try it. You don't know until you try it. Maybe you like eating at one. If you have a strict schedule, it makes more sense to have like a set time, but uh, do what works best for you. So cardio and swolga, staying fasted or not eating till 12 afternoon, do some lifting. I think it's a good idea if you're going to do um, cardiovascular activity, I would probably just do some swolga. You don't want to do anything that's going to exhaust you. And, um, the way a lot of people do cardiovascular training, it takes a lot out of you. So I would either recommend doing it after you're lifting or do it on a separate day. Just my opinion, depending on what you mean by cardio, if you're going for a walk, that's fine. Um, if you do some intense, like interval training for 15, 20 minutes, you might be drained more than you realize for your lifting session. So just some thoughts on there, but a little yin yoga or some light mobility flow or swolga. Shouldn't be a problem, but you might want to do your intense training first when you're the most rested. Just my opinion on the matter. Um, if you're going to do cardio and training in the same time frame, which isn't necessarily required, definitely do the lifting first. So it depends on what your priority is. All right. Just some thoughts. So, and uh, if you're a part of the Swole Fam and you're changing up your fitness routine, why not check out one of our programs, which has that laid out for you? So... Anthony, if you're here watching or you're listening later, follow up and uh, maybe you're interested in the 90 day dash 
or you're interested in Maximum Swole, check them out, son. All right, we got one more Swole fan post, and we'll get into some email responses. This one's from Elizabeth. And uh, Elizabeth says, today marks my three-year anniversary with the Swole fam. Three years. We salute you, Elizabeth. May the Swole be with you. Three-year Swole-aversary. 68 pounds down and still going to the fucking gym when my Swole cat isn't napping on the equipment that is. I hear you. Why is it that cats are always, cats and dogs, whenever you start to exercise, they're like, we're going to lay exactly where you need to be. So I know you're doing an exercise right here on your yoga mat, but I'm just going to fucking lay here because that's what's happening. Like, I don't know why. Papa Swolio does it. You're doing yoga. She'll lay under. You do downward dog and you push back and then you come back up and she's in your face. What? What? Give me a moment, like a fucking moment. I'll be celebrating by starting the new program this coming week. I had to finish this latest round of Swole season first and let's Yow. fucking get some biceps Yow. and gorillas in the comments below. We got the cat on the... Of course, it's from Facebook, so if you click on the individual pictures, it'll zoom in, so you can't see the cat here, but obviously there's a cat on. You can see the ears. Look at the left and look at the right. I want. I said look at the left and look at the right. Elizabeth, this is absolutely fucking He's on fire! Awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Another round of applause and a little horn. Got a party noisemaker. Elizabeth, you're looking awesome. Good for you. 68 pounds down. And uh, guess what? Not resting on her laurels. Just like, hey, well, I lost some weight, so we're done. Nope. Still making some sick fucking gains. Good for you. Good for you. That's fantastic. Wow. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Okay. Let's move right along. It's always, it's always awkward sometimes. Like, how do we move on from that? This is great. We could just sit and talk about that all day. Um, but let's move on. That's awesome. Love to hear it. And you know, it's so common for people to make progress and then gain it all back. And no, the people, and this is what I'm, I say all the time, right? Starting is the easy part. Oh, I, I just started a program. Okay. Starting is easy. Everyone says, well, starting momentum gets you going. Discipline keep, or what is it? Motivation gets you started. Discipline keeps you going. Oh, fuck. No, here's what we do. Starting is the easy part. Anyone that tells you starting is the hard part is so full of shit. Everyone starts. Most people just don't keep going. It's easy to start. You go to the gym. Hey, you started. Chances are I'm not going to see you there tomorrow, the next day, or the next day. Everyone has a New Year's resolution. How many people are talking about their New Year's resolutions and staying focused in April? Exactly. Everyone's got that hashtag right. Most people don't. Again, this hashtag is unreal. Dodson. This hashtag Dodson. is on point. We've got Dodson here. That's a definition of most people don't. All right, let's keep going. Um, email time. Let's get a couple of responses. So fam, if you are not on Papa Swolio, that's me. If you're not on my email list, go to makeemailswolegain.com and I'll be honest with you. I know how it is. Your email is beaten to shit. It's been getting gangbanged by promotions and spam and all these social, you have different folders. If you have Gmail, it automatically takes away all this garbage, all this spam. You just keep on getting assaulted by all this trash. I will make it feel like it's the first email you've ever opened. I'm going to take you back to 1993 
and you are literally loading up AOL in black and fucking white. All right. You just got a new CD, a trial CD, one of 9,625. Use them as bookmarks, right? Use them as doorstops. I'm going to make you feel tight again. I'm going to tighten up. I'm going to rejuvenate that inbox. So get stretched out by my knowledge cock. Get on the email list, make email swole again.com. What a pitch. What a pitch. Yeah. You like that? All right. Let's get into Carson's response. This was the email. This was the email. Does calorie counting work? And Carson says it isn't rocket science or gender studies. I calculated the calories and rough protein goal that I needed to hit and formulated what quality foods and roughly how much to eat every day. And I eat the same thing every day. That's mind blowing, right? Wow. Carson fucking discovering fire over here. My man, banana and eggs for breakfast, beef for lunch, chicken or deer meat or salmon for dinner. Fancy pansy. I don't measure or track the calories. I got a rough idea and I'm down around 30 pounds from that, uh, from just that and being consistent in the gym. When the scale doesn't move or moves us or moves in the wrong way, it's lack of sleep or water, or maybe shocker. I built some muscle. I can almost predict what the next week will make up for what it didn't say the day before. Pick the foods. Don't waver. Be a badass. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Is she on the sunshine band? Very nice, Carson. I agree. Stay focused. The more consistent you are, the more consistent you are, the more you will notice every little nuance of things that happen in your day. You'll be able to isolate a certain food or a certain habit that made you feel different. Same thing with exercise. The more consistent and the more in tune you are with how your body's reacting to things, you're just being more intent. You're doing things with intention. You're doing things with the right purpose. You're basically being your own scientist, trying something. When you're consistent, you notice the subtle changes. Hey, let me try eating this at this time. Oh, I didn't feel good when I trained. Oh, I did this at this time and I had an amazing workout. Sick pump. I felt great. Let me try it again tomorrow. Oh, that's a great. I really like that flow of my day. Then keep going until it doesn't work anymore, right? That's all it is. You try things. So the same thing goes when everyone's science-based training. You're on Instagram and everyone's analyzing like the sin angle. Like, well, 72 degrees is better for the pull-down versus 71 degrees because they're going to activate the iliac portion of the lat. You need to lift heavy fucking weights. You need to eat real fucking food. And you need to experiment for yourself. What is getting you results? Try different things. Don't just do things because someone tells you do it for the right purpose. Don't just follow the leader. What are you trying to accomplish? And, you know, go to first principles and then go from there. And the first principles are the seven pillars. Download your copy over at slimormousex.com, you boosh. All right. Told you we're on fire. Rebecca says, hold on. I have to get my mom off the landline. Yeah. Someone picks up the phone. Shit. And you get kicked off all online. I remember there was a, it was like busy dialer. It was redialer. I had to download this program. It was on a power Mac. Power Mac 6160. This computer had was 60 megahertz. 60 megahertz. <laughs> 60 megahertz. So it was always busy. This is before they even had broadband, right? So you had to redial all the time. You had to redial over and over and over and over again. It would automatically redial until it got through. And then once you finally got through, someone picked up the phone, psh, killed your connection. 6160. That's what the Power Mac was. I think it was the first Power Mac ever made. It was called the Power Mac 6160. It was 60 
fucking megahertz. <laughs> and people that people today don't even understand like what they don't even know what a megahertz is because it's all gigahertz. 60 megahertz. What's a megahertz? Exactly. It's fucking slow as shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So awesome. Uh, we got one from TCAP, same email. Does calorie counting work? And I always say calorie counting works. It matters. It exists. Energy balance matters, but not, don't worry about calorie counting at the expense of quality. It makes it so much easier when you focus on food quality most people's problem is overeating. It's hard. It's so fucking hard to overeat. Your body just gets full when you're eating real food. Uh, TCAP says, I'm so glad I can maintain the 190 pound range without counting calories. I do that by eating only meat, butter, kefir, uh, eggs, and berries. I feel like I've gained a superpower. I can eat to satiety without worrying, but there's a catch. I don't get to eat junk, nor would I want to. Excellent. Well said, sir. Well said. Yeah, I eat to satiety. I don't count my calories. I don't. I eat to my satisfaction. For me, I'm training really intensely. So if anything, I eat more than I need to. If anything, I'd like to eat a little bit more, but I'm not counting. I'm not measuring, but I know when I can, I know how to eat a little bit less. I know how to consume less. If it's a calorie issue, I could have a little bit less raw cream if I have some of my coffee or not eat a whole fucking watermelon every day or, you know, not, I don't, I, I don't eat a lot of food, but I, when I do eat, I eat to my satisfaction and shocker. People don't know what it's like to feel full. Let me correct that. It's not that they don't know what it's like to feel full. They feel distended. People mistake full for satiety. Fullness is not satiety. Full, people associate with having massive bloating and gut inflammation. So many people are like, oh my God, I'm so full. And their stomach, it's really just intestinal swelling, leaky gut. They just literally having a negative, like an autoimmune reaction in their gut. Um, so people associate that with feeling full. So mechanical fullness, right? They just put so much stuff in their stomach, they're being stretched out. But when you're satisfied and you've eaten to satiety, with nutrient dense food, you're not going to, you don't necessarily feel distended. You just feel, wow, your body's like, Hey, we got, what we need. Thank you. That'll be all good, sir. And then you go on with your fucking day. You're not compulsively eating until you just feel nauseous. Like you're going to throw up. And yes, um, let's see. Was that Matt says people also mistake thirst for hunger or hunger for thirst. I think backwards. People think that they're hungry when they're really thirsty. And also people get cravings for sugar and sweets at night and they think they have to eat at night. There's a couple of reasons. They get cravings for it because their body expects it because they were always eating shit at night. So that's a habit. Your body gets used to eating shit at night. So when it's late at night, you're like, hey, I want shit. So your body craves all this garbage. Not only that, if you're chronically thirsty and you're exhausted, most people are sleep deprived. They're not getting quality sleep, long enough sleep, deep enough sleep, and their body's exhausted and you're at night and you should be in bed. And your body's saying, hey, you know what? We need a boost. Give me some sugar. So you're like, oh, I want ice cream. And it's fucking 11 o'clock. And I no, go to bed. You should be sleeping. And they stuff candy or they're eating shit before bed. And then guess what? Spiking their insulin, storing more fat, 
negatively affecting their sleep. So then they compound that chronic exhaustion and then need more caffeine and more sugar during the day. They keep on sucking down Red Bulls and monster drinks because they're exhausted because they keep on stuffing their face and they get poor sleep and it compounds over time. And then they get the beatus. They die. They got dark real quickly, right? We choose truth over facts. It got dark. Not Wesley Snipes dark, but it got dark. It got dark. All right, we'll be here all week. Thank you so much. There's dark and there's Wesley Snipes. All right, let's see here. What else we got? I agree. Burke himself, advice, always eat protein first. Agreed. Agreed. Let's get a call. Let's get a call. Uh, if you want to submit a call, go to askpapaswolio.com. That's askpapaswolio.com. We got one from Keely Cower. I don't even know what's going to happen. Kylie or K-I-E-L-Y. Kylie could be an interesting name way to spell Kylie or it's Keely. Kylie. Hey, Papa Swolio. I just uh, wanted to ask, I guess the thing is, is I've, I've lost about 90 pounds now and um, I want to lose a little bit more, but what do I do when I get down to my goal weight to like maintain I'm assuming I still do my same workout, but I eat more. Um, I've been like staying in a calorie deficit and just doing a lot on the Stairmaster. And um, I just wanted to know like what exactly is the best plan for when I get down to that goal weight to maintain that weight so I don't yo-yo back, um, which I see. And it has happened to me before. I mean, what – what I did last time was I didn't uh, continue working out um, after I lost all the weight. So thanks. Well, thank you for your question. Very well stated. You sound like, uh, sounds like you're a little bit anxious, which is going to put a little bit of undue stress because you've been through this cycle before. And the reason why you've been through this cycle before is pretty much it's pretty much like how I was saying it earlier. You know, if, if you're not doing it right and you stop working out, like, what do you think is going to happen? Right? So you live and learn. You made that mistake before. Let's not make it again. Well, first off the Stairmaster. Okay. Are you, you didn't say this, but are you lifting weights? Are you lifting heavy weights? If you lift heavy weights, you can eat more food again to your satiety, healthy food. And you have to be very careful because it sounds like you're very sensitive with this weight loss stuff and you're obsessing over the scale. I'm just guessing here because this is textbook the way it sounds. And the reason why I'm speaking like this is because I, this is a warning sign. I, I do this, this is the impression that I get. If I'm wrong, I'm, I'm fine. If you call back in and be like, oh, no, 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 that's not me. Fine. But you're judging, you're saying, I, I want to make, it sounds like you're attaching your success and your worth based on your weight. And that's a huge red flag, big red flag, because that's not satisfying. You think it is, but it's not. I don't know why you've picked the weight that you did. I don't know what the number is. I don't know what you're actually doing aside from the Stairmaster or whatever. And that's why. I'm giving you this answer because I didn't get enough. I didn't really get the details. All you talked about was how you feel. 
and not wanting, you know, it's all about this number. So the issue is you think you're going to get everything that you want. You're going to be happy or you're going to, there's something associated with this number. That's more than just the scale. It's some emblazoned memory of your weight in college or 10 years ago or at a time in your life that, you know, a lot of times we look back in the, on the past with, you know, was it, what's the phrase like rose colored glasses, you know, hindsight's 2020, like things seem a lot, Oh, they're better or relationships that we were in or things were less stressful then than now it's, you know, we, we lose perspective and our memory, it's very selective when you get, as you go through life. So one, the scale is not the be all end all. It's just a number. It doesn't tell you body composition, but if you want to look better, feel better and not over obsess over, you know, this kind of micromanaging and maintain that new physique, you need to have lean tissue. You need to have strength for your bone density. Um, women are more susceptible to osteoporosis, but energy levels, um, insulin regulation, muscle mass is very, very important. So I would go more on, yeah, pictures, objective pictures taken at the same time of day in the morning, empty stomach after you went to the bathroom, same lighting, same distance, same clothes, front, back, side, you know, flexing, not flexing the standard ones. And make sure that you are, you understand about body composition, lifting weight and building muscle, and that you might, let's say, be 150 pounds and look better than you ever thought possible versus not lifting and being 135 pounds and being kind of skinny fat. So a lot of cardio is not going to get you what you want. You might lose some fat. You're in a calorie deficit. So you might you have a high risk of like binging and gaining the weight back and rebounding because you're doing restriction and very likely because most people don't eat nutrient dense food and grass fed beef and raw dairy and really high quality proteins and fats. Most people are eating a lot of vegetables, seed oils, gluten, grains, processed sugars, sleep quality is an issue, estrogenics in their environment, sunlight, you know, stress levels, all these different things are huge concerns. So it's very easy to rebound back, especially doing a lot of cardio, which is just the, the problem with cardio and this idea that that's going to get your results is that more isn't better. So people do an hour of cardio a few times a week and they lose some weight. Like, Ooh, let me do more. So they do a little bit more cardio and eventually they're doing fucking two hours of cardio a day, seven days a week or six days a week and just burning themselves out. Then it fucking destroys your hormones. Then you store more fat, you're exhausted and then you snowball and you snap back, plus you're not eating enough nutrient-dense food, and you're doing a caloric restriction. So you're, get, you're calorie-restricted on nutrient-void food, so you have these binge episodes, and then you try to compensate with more cardio. To com- It's just a vicious cycle, and then you crash, and then you self-loathe for another several months until you get inspired to do the same bullshit again. So rather than that, I recommend you learn about our process with the elimination diet to customize your nutrition, listen to more episodes. You can join the fam, soulnormousx.com. We lay it all out there for you with the programs and elimination diet and everything. Uh, feel free to call back in and plug back in, but you need to lift heavy fucking weights. You need to eat high protein, like quality protein, grass-fed beef, organ meats, raw dairy. These all things are accessible. You can order them. You can find them at least 
start moving those directions, cutting out a lot of these plant-based, glyphosate-covered, genetically modified shit salads and stuff like that, literally and figuratively. So I don't have enough information, but that was a big rant that will connect with a lot of people. A lot of people, male and female, connect with a lot of what I just said right now. So if that hits home, great. Start making different choices because the path that you're going right now is the same as what you did the first time when you rebound and gained it back. And it's like, what are you doing differently? You're asking, how do I maintain? It's not about maintaining. It's about making progress every day. The problem is you are connecting and associating progress with weight loss, not fat loss, weight loss. And that's the problem. You can't do that every day. You can't lose fat indefinitely. You can't build muscle indefinitely. You have to find your purpose and your success. There's no such thing as maintenance. You can always be making progress in some different facet. As you get older, you're not going to keep on getting stronger and stronger and stronger, but you can make progress with mobility. You can make progress with meditation. You can make progress by checking off your consistency box again. That's still progress. So anyway, any thoughts, you guys can drop it in the chat, but it's a great call. I just hope that you separate those things out and you understand that the scale is a one-dimensional approach and weight loss is not the goal. You said you're doing the Stairmaster and step mill and all that shit, whatever the fuck it is. My goodness, you could ditch that and make so much more progress. It's the quality of the food. It's getting off things like birth control and all these hormone and endocrine disruptors, shampoos, conditioners, plastic, phthalates, all those things just fuck people up so much. I don't know if you're lifting heavy. I don't know what your training is like. I don't know what your sleep is like. The only thing you said was, so it just sounds like you're just going to do cardio, lose fat and water weight and starve yourself. You know, a calorie deficit. You're essentially starving yourself slowly. You don't need a big deficit either. Maybe a couple hundred calories. And a lot of people just don't eat quality food and then they're just starving all the time. Food quality. Food quality number one. That answers many questions. So there's a lot of other questions that raises. Feel free to call back in and give some more details. All right. So we're about to move on, but if you have any live questions, maybe we'll take one or two from Instagram, but any live questions, hashtag AskPapaSolio. If you want to call in, go to AskPapaSolio.com. Let's take this one from Mimi.StrawberryPapaSolio. How did you get rid of sugar addiction? How can I stop, quote, eating my emotions? Although I did therapy. Well, I mean, you did therapy or you're doing it? Because uh, it sounds like it didn't work. So I don't know if you're still doing it. Um, well, changing your habits, removing these things from your environment, eating nutrient-dense food, surrounding yourself with people that think likewise. Check out the book Atomic Habits. That's a big one. Don't surround yourself. Don't go to places that are going to feed into your addictions. Your friends are going out to eat. You don't go. If they don't understand, then they're not your friends. So you need to start making better decisions, getting these things out of your environment and eating nutrient-dense food. You're coping through consumption. So this is that instant gratification, and it's like any type of addiction that is self-destructive. So one of the most important things that I like to convey is, especially with members in the Swole Fam, is that it's very important that I explain why we do things. 
And even more importantly, it's essential that you understand why you do things. If people don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, oh, it's superficial. I want to see abs. I want to look good for a girl cruise. Well, you're not going to make any real changes. You have to understand why you're doing what you're doing and the purpose behind what you're doing. Most people don't do things with intention. They're living on autopilot, just doing what someone tells them, what they see on Instagram or what they think they should do, or literally wasting energy, spinning their wheels, doing the same shit that they've done a thousand times. For example, if, uh, if it's Kylie, if that's how you pronounce your name or Keely, if she's doing the same thing that she did the first time, the last time I did this, I gained the way back. It's like, well, you better not be doing the same shit. What do you think is going to happen? Same thing. Literally, you're not going to do the same thing. And then all of a sudden a different outcome that doesn't fucking doesn't make any sense. You did the same shit. Guess what's going to happen? The same fucking outcome. So it's really about building those new pathways and those new associations, those new reward systems and changing your identity one day at a time. But your environment is everything. If you're surrounding yourself with people that are addicts, whether they admit it or not, they don't have to. Uh, most people have terrible habits, especially when it comes to food. Most people don't, they just eat, they're hungry. They will just put whatever they feel like at the moment. Oh, what do you feel like eating tonight? Food. You know, it's time to fuel up. You don't ask your car and be like, hmm, well, it's Friday. So let me just, I don't know. Let me, let me put a entire liter of whiskey in my gas tank. It's Friday. Your car's going to run like shit. It might drive like 30 feet. I think cars can drive a little bit on alcohol, right? But it ain't going to work long. It ain't going to work well, right? So it's time to fuel up. And that's not living a miserable life. That's eating nutrient-dense food that you're going to be satisfied with on multiple levels. It's not revolving your entire existence around a mouth pleasure because you hate your fucking existence. So you're looking for a little feel-good by eating some processed shit that's made in a goddamn lab on a Friday night crying watching Netflix. It's time for you to improve yourself and challenge yourself and do different things. And if that's scary, fine. That's up. It's irrelevant. If it scares you, it's likely worth doing if that's the case. Because you're afraid of the unknown. You'd rather fail again doing something. You'd rather fail again with a familiar outcome than go into this uncharted territory and be successful. Take one more. How's that knowledge cock? You feel that? We're about to go balls deep, so don't nobody go nowhere. Uh, Hunter underscore snar. I like consonants. My name's Hunter. If you don't know, there's four fucking R's in one name. Really? Four R's. Guy's a fucking pirate. All right. Hunter snar. Papa Swallier. What are some really good workouts for targeting the upper and the middle chest? Yar. Why wouldn't they sell a piece to stack a washer and a dryer Matt when you purchase them at the same fucking time? I'm still upset about that. I'm still fucking upset. All right, Hunter, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Use an underscore, but... They got me, fam. They got me today. What are some really good workouts for targeting upper and middle chest? Well, I mean, 
you do have clavicular fibers of your pectoralis major and you have sternal fibers. There really isn't a middle and lower chest. There's not. You're not going to like nervous system activate the lower chest, but mechanical angles can put stress. Um, so make sure you get those lengthened partials. Some really good workouts, incline press. It ain't magic. You don't need a crazy incline. If you go too high, you're going to hit your shoulders like 30 degrees. Low incline is fantastic. Uh, I would make sure that you are getting full range of motion. Make sure you're activating your middle and lower traps, posterior deltoid, all that stuff. Smith machines are great for chest. You don't have to do converging for chest. It's not essential, but incline press is great. And, um, you know, play around with flat and also decline press. Decline press is underrated. I believe the mechanical advantage or the angle, you're actually going to activate the most fibers. So you can play around with either flat or decline, but upper chest, um, hit those clavicular fibers, get yourself a really solid incline press for sure. And there's a lot of things that people do when it comes to flies uh, or it comes to pec deck that people don't do properly. There's a lot of people that do pec deck with like their arms really wide, far wide out to the side. I used to do it as well, but you're just putting a lot of stress on your shoulder because of the biceps tendon. So you don't need to keep your arms really wide. You could bend and really get a stretch. A fly is more like a blend between the classic, like, Ooh, a big bear hug and a press. It's not like a big looping. It's more like a press that goes out and wide. And what you're doing is you're keeping more stress um, towards the end of the movement because of that big arcing movement. So usually when you're doing dumbbells or like a bench or a bar, the hands either come towards it together or they're going straight up. So when you're doing a fly, you're actually keeping, there's a different tension profile for the movement, especially when you use a pec deck machine or something like that. So you can do inclined flies. You can play around with that or use a pec deck machine, but you know, any of the sternal head flat decline, pick something, try different things, see what works best for you. But if you want upper, definitely keep focusing on that incline. <clears throat> All right. So hold on a second. Oh my God. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 one more. You switch the samples. Satisfying. Hmm. All right, we'll take maybe one more. Uh, one more comment. We'll take this from Brian because it's piggybacks off the last one. Uh, Brian asks: Are chest flies beneficial to increase flat bench? Chest flies, you mean dumbbell flies to increase flat bench? Uh, I mean, it's possible, but it really, what I would focus on if people are trying to increase their flat bench, just overall strength, one, train with intensity. Um, if you're just trying to like, what's your, okay, hold on a second. Like your goal really. So is your goal to build muscle or is your goal to do like a free barbell press heavier? Like strength is great, but if you're trying to build muscle, you can use Smith machine. You can use machine presses. Some are better than others. Of course, uh, chest flies are a little bit more. It's still, I want to say it's a compound movement, but if you do them properly, you can definitely use them for either pre fatiguing, uh, for a chest day. And this was popularized, but there are many bodybuilders, but Mike Mensner and a lot of people do the pre fatigue where you'll do an isolation movement to fatigue the chest or to stimulate the chest. And then you move right after either like a superset or shortly after into a bench press, for example. So here's the, the logic behind that. 
you create the stimulus with the isolation targeting mostly the pectoralis muscles. And then immediately after you go to a flat or an incline press, which will like kind of zap, you know, sap the rest of the, the activation from the chest while using the deltoid and the triceps and other assisting muscles, um, when your chest completely fries out. So in other words, you're kind of squeezing the, in other words, you're using that second exercise as kind of asking those other friends to help you out to completely blast the chest. So you can do and play around with supersets like that. And it's just called pre-fatigue where you do an isolation before the compound to kind of get everything that you can out of that muscle. Because of course, when you're doing a, a press, you're going to be more tired, but you're also you know, still hitting the chest muscles, but your chest might be fatigued from the pre-fatigue movement of the isolation, the flies or the, the pec deck. So then your deltoid and your triceps might get more involved, but you're just getting every last drop out of your chest. Cause a lot of times the logic is if you're doing a pressing movement, the, it's kind of like the chain's only as strong as its weakest link. So if you have weaker deltoids or triceps or these synergistic muscle groups for a compound movement, those are going to give out before the chest can really be completely targeted. So there's logic behind that. And you could try and experiment with that too. Um, I think chest flies are great. I do like pec deck, but like I said, even with chest flies, people go like this really wide, the biceps cross the shoulder joint. So a lot of times when people hurt the front of their shoulder, it's really the biceps tendon. So you don't need your arms wide out to the side. This doesn't matter the chest inserts onto the humerus. So this is all that matters for the chest, not like this part. So you can bend your arms more and drop your elbows a little bit. So it takes pressure off your shoulder and your, your biceps tendon, and then come up, kind of press out like that and bend your elbows more. So it's more like an arcing press rather than like just a straight up dumbbell press where you're just kind of coming up and together. It's more of like a, a stretch and like a looping movement. And you can do that too with a lot of pec decks if the arms are more mobile. Hopefully that made sense. Um, we'll take a couple more questions because they're coming in. I want to bias to the live. Arjun Pawar. What up, AP? Habasolio, what is the best time for an intense weight workout during the day? It's really up to you. I talk about this a lot. Um, what's good for one person might not be good schedule-wise or just how they operate. So if you said, hey, what would you recommend either first thing in the morning or earlier in the day. I would just say earlier in the day. Everyone wakes up at a different time. Um, everyone's schedule is different. So I like to do it earlier in the day during daylight hours, either morning for me or early afternoon. Depends. Uh, Ray says, did you hear about LeBron James's son, Bronny, getting cardiac arrest? Yeah, we talked about it. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah, we talked about it. Did they come out and they're talking about the vax yet? Or are they still trying to pretend like that's not a thing. But yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Scary. And like I said yesterday, I believe it was yesterday. I'm not, a, I'm no fan of LeBron James at all, but I don't wish bad on his son or anything like that. Or for him, that's scary shit. But literally, can you have more of a genetic lottery than being LeBron James's son for playing basketball? It's like, you really can't get genetics better than that. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's son was a Joseph Baina. 
he's got a lot of genetic like muscle insertions, just like like the greatest bodybuilder ever. <laughs> just genetic lottery for bodybuilding. Okay, uh, Grizzly Magnum 93. Papa Soy, how do you determine what kind of equipment you want for your home gym? Ooh, great question. Sometimes it's based on nostalgia. I've used a piece of equipment in the past. I like certain brands. I want a certain piece because I don't have anything from that manufacturer yet. So I find something like, ooh, I want that. Um, but it still comes down to function. I don't have anything in my gym that... I have some things that I'm like, eh, I'm not the biggest fan of. I might sell them. I'm like on the fence about a couple things to make space for one or two other things. But they all have a purpose. Bottom line, it has to be a good piece. And if it has a nostalgic effect or it's a classic or it's a rare piece or it's hard to come by, then daddy-like. So yesterday, my God, it was yesterday. I've been waiting for, I've mentioned this, I don't know when, if I've done the show or it's overtime. I've been waiting for like four months for a pendulum squat to come in. I ordered it like months ago. They're really hard to come by and they're very pricey if you get, if you buy it new and, but you know, I found a manufacturer that's, you know, it's pretty generic, um, probably, you know, mass produced in China type thing, but you know, just for the function, it's like, cool. That'll complete out the leg area that I have in the gym and it's probably shipping like end of this week or next week or the week after or something like that. And I've been waiting. It's like a 16 week. Some companies are like a year, uh, you know, six months, eight months, 10 months. It's one of the most popular pieces of equipment um, out there in general for quads. If you've never used, if it has any of you used a, an actual pendulum squat. So anyway, ironically, was it Monday? I'm scrolling through and I see like essentially there's like two, there's two types that are kind of like one they currently make. One is old school, like the real Holy grail. Like if you find that it's going to be a small fortune or you're just not going to find it. People don't sell that. They hold on to that. So I found it was just posted. It was on Monday and I was like, Oh my God. So it was like, essentially I, I called, I told Mama Swole, I said, I'm going to pick up the, the cup of Christ. It's the Holy Grail. I feel like Indiana Jones. So it just worked out. So I'm going to, when the other one comes in, I'm probably going to try to sell it before it comes in because it's coming in a pallet. I don't need two. Don't need two of those machines. So the little story right there, but I found something like, oh my God, if I didn't get this one, I would never, never forgive myself. I think it's like a 60 week, it's like a 60 week wait time for some of these pieces of equipment. Anyway, it's awesome. So I got it yesterday. So that's why yesterday was a little bit of a later show as well. Cause I was up at like 6am. Oh, it was fucking awesome. So in terms of what equipment I like to have something for each body part, but sometimes I'll find two pieces that match. So I found one, for example, one bicep curl machine. And then I found another one that was available and it's the same company. Um, they don't make it anymore is strive. So it's like one of those, you've probably seen maybe prime fitness. You see where you put the plates on different parts. There's like three arms where you can change where the stress is in the movement. So I found something and I was like, Oh, I got a bicep one and a tricep one. So I kind of collect. I also like just certain styles and, but it doesn't supersede purpose. And if I can do both, that's the real kicker. So usually, so when I get a piece, there's usually some sort of emotional connection to it. 
Whereas like I remember using it or it's for a specific purpose and there's really no reason for me to sell it. So they're really for the pieces in my gym. It's hard. I'm, I'm thinking, Oh, I would want something else. But let me move. I, I purchased each one for a reason. So it really comes down to, okay, the, the problem that this one solves isn't really what I initially anticipated. I have a dip machine. I have a dip machine, but it's like, you don't really see this piece anywhere, but it's like, it's all right. It's all right. It's not, a, it's not a weight plate, but it's like, it's plate loaded. But I mean, I could always just do dips, but there's better exercises for triceps and for certain things. So I'm not, I'm not really using it the way I thought I would. So I might sell that one. But in terms of it's always function. It's always function. It, it's always function. So for example, I have a couple tricep machines. One hits an overhead position. I have cables and stuff that can do that as well. I have one machine that hits it from like the mid range position. I have one that can hit it from an extended position from the shortened position. So it usually has some sort of logic like that. Uh, biceps, you don't need a lot of machines for it, but I have like a preacher curl for the bicep and I could do barbell. I could do incline curl, but it's really better to do preacher or standing, uh, curls or cable curls for biceps rather than, um, you know, so let's see. And in terms of leg machines, I have a, I have a squat press. So I have a Cybex leverage squat press. I have a 45 degree standard leg press. I have the pendulum and I have a hack and the hacks old school. So like I could definitely get a nicer, more upgraded, but Platts is just, I can never, that was the first one. That was my first baby. So yeah, everything's got a purpose. Most of the, most importantly is purpose, but I like the old school machines because it's like a collection. And a lot of times the old school machines are just made better. They move better. You know what? They don't make them anymore. And, uh, a lot of times the newer ones are just, just not made the, not, not, not made the right way. Not made the right way. Uh, Sonia says, if you didn't use the machines, I call you a hoarder. That's the thing. I use them all. I use them all. And that's, that's really what I have to like, you know, as I figure out wherever I go with the machines, the more I use certain ones, I know, okay, I use those. I definitely use that. I like them. And if I start neglecting one or I don't use it, sometimes I don't use a machine that often, but I would never sell it because I, when I, I want to use it and when I use it, it's there and you don't need to use some machines as often as others. Cause I have a bunch of calf machines. I have a standing calf raise. I could do it on the Smith machine. I have a seated calf raise. I have a donkey calf raise, like a 45 degree calf raise. And I also have a Cybex. You've probably seen machines like that where you have like the foot plate and you have the seat and then, but just your, your feet, your toes move and like the plate rotates. So I have one of those too. So like they each have their purpose. They each have their purpose. Some machines can have multiple uses. Some machines are based on their adjustability and the way you can hit different angles of the same movement in a certain way. You know, some machines are literally one use only, but it's so specific, but it's so good. Like the pendulum squat, there's just nothing like it. Yeah. So you'll see it in some videos, but I was really excited. Um, I was really excited. I've always wanted an, an Atlantis pendulum squat. And this one guy like built out a whole gym 
for like 100K or something. I saw this, this guy's place was sick. They had a whole fucking barn. Like, oh, just, it was like outfitted with all like Atlantis equipment, which if you don't know, is just, it's expensive. But it's usually pretty nice. Some of the machines suck, like, but they're just pricey. So yeah, like I guess had like a whole outfitted, you know, Rogue and Atlantis, stuff like that. And I guess he wasn't, he was tall. So I guess he had knee issues and he wasn't really using it that much. I'm like, one person's, one person's trash is another person's, person's treasure. But it was literally, I was so stoked. Let's see, Hannah O. Well, Nautilus equipment's great. I have a couple Nautilus pieces. Um, but Nautilus and the, the thing, oh, I'll talk about that in a second. Let's go with Hannah. Papa Soy, my problem is that a 15 kilogram deadlift is too easy for me now, but I am such a weak ass person that I can't lift the 20 kilogram bar. What do I do? Thank you. Well, I'm confused. You can't lift the 20 kilogram bar. If a 15 kilogram deadlift is too easy, then you can do a 20 kilogram. What, what, what are you talking about? The a 15 kilogram bar, like a short, like five foot bar. I'm confused with your question. It doesn't make sense to me. Cause that's only a 10 pound difference. You could def. Are we talking about the same type of deadlift? Like what's going on here? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Matt was talking about, that's like Nautilus. I love Nautilus equipment. I always want a Nautilus pullover. You know, those old school chain driven ones. I've seen a bunch for sale, but I have one. I have a body masters one, which is rare also. And I'm kind of fine having that for now. I don't need a different one, but it's pretty awesome. I love a pullover machine. That's one of the first ones I got, but I do have. And the problem is a lot of these machines look like older ones because the companies buy another company. They buy the name. So Nautilus is flex fitness. They bought flex fitness, but now Nautilus is like name only. So it's star track or star track is, so they kind of, and engineers kind of go, so they kind of buy, they have like the patents and they buy the companies so that have access to that. So they make, it's a machine because flex leverage equipment that's old school, but the Nautilus star track ones, you've seen it. I did like my decline presser, or my high row has that. It's like a leverage machine plate loaded. So it's like the old flex leverage, but it's not, it's just like they have the engineering patents on it because they bought the company. But you know, they're just really hard to find. And if you, and if you find them for sale, it's like, they're super expensive. You probably pay more for those older pieces than you would for the new ones. Um, so anyway, but I am looking at, uh, I am looking cause I, the two, two things I don't have is an adductor abductor machine. And it's really good to work your adductors. I could do it on a stall bar. I can do it body weight and stuff like that, but I don't have, I have made the move to get any first generation Nautilus equipment. And I have the ability to get like an adductor, abductor, chain driven. So I might just, you know, go that route rather than going with something, something else just for a little bit of nostalgia and to kind of round it out. So that's how I'll pick a piece. You know, I'm sure it's a good piece of equipment, but a little bit for the nostalgia. All right. Let's not get too much off that. We'll talk about equipment for a while. Some of you are like falling asleep. But I will, I've been talking about doing some videos on the equipment. I don't know if I'm going to do like one video just talking about everything, but would you guys like to, I don't know where I'd post that. I'm not sure exactly where the content, maybe stuff like vertical video, but maybe also for X. 
maybe going through and like just talking, maybe doing like one video on different pieces of equipment, like why I have this piece of equipment. There's not always a story sometimes like, oh, I didn't have a lat pull down, so I got this one. But it could be like a story about like how I got it or why I have this one or, and sometimes it's just like, well, I was there and the guy's like, oh, I'm selling this too. I'm like, yeah, let me get that one. I'll take it. Grizzly, random question. What's a good comeback for someone that calls you ugly? Uh, never had that happen in my life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be the luckiest guy alive if that did it for me. Uh, call him a cunt. You're ugly. You're a cunt. Call him fat. Not as ugly as you. Or just say like this. You ugly. Nuh-uh. Your mom doesn't think so. (laughs) Oh, bang your mama. Is this a list of things I did to your mom last night? I think someone that calls you ugly, I don't think there's any emotional maturity there that requires a comeback. You should just be like, <laughs> okay. It's a strange thing to, you're ugly. You're a poo-poo brain. You're a duty head. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. You see? All right. Time to go balls deep. We're running long. That's what she said. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. That's, That's deep. deep. Mm. Nick, I like that. Papa ASMR, gentle voice. Now, over here, fam, we have a MaxiCam lat pull down. Now, this machine is great. It has a very small footprint and a 200-pound stack. Yeah, that feels nice, doesn't it? It's a very, very, very smooth pull. All you do is you take a nice little bit of silicone grease and lube up the shaft, and mm, 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 does that thing pull like butter. Some of you are just, like, about to nut. I know. You're edging you hard. No, should I do that? Maybe I'll do that for TikTok. Very nice. Okay, awkward. Let's move along. Someone's listening to the podcast and their girlfriend or wife is like, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? So you're like, take my money. Take my money. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Talk about that stack. Talk about the stack. Talk about the stack. I should get in here. Should I get really up close to the mic? Gonna make everyone really uncomfortable in that car ride home. Let's talk about the stack. Mm, look at that stack. Look at the shaft. Look at the piping. Look at that. They just do not make it like they used to. This curve. The steel. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap this up. I am hungry. Let's see what we got here. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. And superstar this is a i'm gonna go with number one first you know what fam i'm gonna do one i'm gonna get us started we'll have a throwback at the end but drop in the comments number one number two i'm gonna start us off with the appetizer and uh pick one number one or number two i got us i i, I got the beginning I got the start. here we go this is called overweight women are better <laughs> fact check false question to the man that love to date overweight women why do you because they're better women. I mean, if you're an ambassador for the skinny girls, I mean, come on. Look yourself in the mirror. Outwardly what? and inwardly. Yo, look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself. I'll tell you what. Fat girls definitely give great head. Not that I would know, but they love to eat salchicha. 
They love to eat the sausage. They're good with their mouths. You know why? They have a lot of experience. That's a huge bitch. All right, let's continue. This is dumb. Something is wrong. Think about the woman in your life who has the best personality. Think about the woman in your Mama life that Solio. you trust with your secrets. You trust with your children. Mama Think Solio. about the woman who will give you the shirt off her back. Mama the Solio. woman who will pray you under the table. More often than not, is a bigger woman. And all of those are great ingredients for making a long-term partner. And a woman is born with the magic. So however it's, it's packaged, her milkshake is still going to bring boys to the yard, lady. Man, I lost some brain cells. Come on, fam. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Get yourself a fat woman. She's going to give you the shirt off her back. I need a shirt, not a fucking tarp. Okay. All right. She could clothe the homeless with that one. I could go on all day, but... Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't want her milkshakes. It's like cottage cheese. <laughs> what? This fat phobia is very much woman on woman violence. And women like her violent. like to use men woman, woman, to violent. do their dirty work. Woman on woman violent. It's woman on women violent. All right. Um, well, we know this. Women are more savage to other women than men are. Women are women are the lunatics. They're going after other women. That's that's what in most cases. Look, this is why I always talk about this because in the past, some people are like, "Papa Swoya, how come you're only watching videos of women? Where are the straight males that are talking about this retarded shit? Where are they? It's always some." A trans person, it's a gay man, like flamboyantly gay. Like not just gay, but gay. Like G-H-E, like gay. Right? Like they're taking it. Like where are the straight, like a legit straight man. A straight man. Not just someone who woke up and felt like just calling them, you know, oh, I'm straight today. Just wondering. I always say that. Where? Where if there's a video, send it to us, I'll play it and we'll watch it and I'll treat it the same way. So definitely not picking on women. I love women. I love women. Remember like in February, remember February, 2019, remember like the Britney Dawn stuff. And she was like, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend. Remember those like things. And like, people don't know. I just mama solely. I'm not posting about her all the time. You hate women. I don't hate women. I love women. Women are awesome. I'm not a fan of people trying to ostracize women and erase women and pretend to be women. I'm not a fan of that insane shit. But I am a fan of women. Women are amazing. But women are savage. And in many cases, they're also fucking clinically insane. Most of these women do not have children. Most of these women do not have purpose. Most of these women are so fucking out of whack with and out of touch with reality. They're just self-loathing. They're on all sorts of hormone medication and birth control. And they've been lied to by feminism for 50 fucking years. And now they're angry and taken out on everything and anything. And it's not rational. It's not logical, which is why it sounds so insane. Because it is.
Mandy says I should revisit Brittany Dawn. There's some crazy stuff going on with her. Really? What else is new? What else is new? Yeah. What's going on? Anyone know? I don't follow it. I don't follow it anyway, but it's woman on woman violent. Do we pick a number one or two? Let's move on. And any woman, like, look, I'm not saying all guys are like, hmm, got everything together. Men have it all figured out. Everyone's got their own problems, but there's a, look, there's a reason why. There's a reason why uh, these videos like this gender shit, there's a reason why it's like gay men, women, there's a reason why. Again, show me. Show me the fucking straight man that talks like this and I'll show you a fucking cuck. We all have our things, but there's a reason why this type of video is always the same people. It's always the same people, right? Always the same. I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um, Rebecca Kaplan, Papa, did you hear about Obama's chef? Who knew that food preparation was such a dangerous job? Where does that situation stand? (laughs) The Clintons don't have a chef. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They haven't had a chef for years. Get it? Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Rebecca. Oh, we did the one. Um, let's see. Where were we? She's being sued for half a million dollars from what? Uh, a Christian influencer. Uh, of course. Grifters got a grift. Gotcha. How do people still follow her? I didn't even know she was still doing stuff. <laughs> chef Epstein is no longer <laughs> with us. Uh, but you know what the chef cooked? For Epstein, it was all Lunchables, right? It was all Lunchables and, right? Fruit Loops. No? No? Snack Packs? No? Too soon? All right. Uh, do we pick a number one or two? Let's go with Elizabeth. I'm just what I'm seeing here. Elizabeth number one. Elizabeth number one. Here we go. What's in the box? This is called, okay, this is called queering. Queering, like we're going skiing. We're going queering. Like we're going hunting. Queering. Hmm. What does queering Jesus. mean as a Nothing. verb? And Nothing. how does it apply to how we think about our bodies? Uh, Queerness encompasses non-heteronormative sexualities and genders. In other words... I'm going to stop it. Queer means nothing to me. It doesn't mean... There's no definition. Queerness... Because everyone can be gay, trans, hetero, whatever, and queer. Queer, people just use that. That's even laser than pronouns. No, I'm queer. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It means so many things, it means nothing. Okay, queerness encompasses... Queerness encompasses non-heteronormative sexualities and genders. Non 
heteronormative. So it's a word used for everything that's not, you know, a person. Like, hey, I like men. I like women. Even gay and lesbian. Like, I wouldn't call that. I'm queer. No, you're just, you're just gay and lesbian now. There used to be a term for that. Now it's just like, oh, you're the other alphabet? The alternative keyboard? You are... They just went full Dvorak, right? Fuck QWERTY. You have to really nerd to know that fuck I just said. Okay. Um, let's, let's just move. Let's go. This is non-heteronormative sexualities and genders. In other words, it's a way of describing how our identities are socially constructed. When individuals talk about queering activism or different activism spaces... Queering activism. Well, if you're... If you don't have any friends, that's why. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm doing my queering activism. Have fun. Her voice makes me want to, yeah, her voice makes me want to just eat some chloroform. Activism or different activism spaces, it usually means recognizing the foundational and historical contributions of queer people. And then you have a more abstract idea of what queering is. Many describe queering as a verb to be this idea of opening up to possibilities and rejecting binaries. So being a contrarian. So just disagreeing to disagree. It's called a contrarian. You're just disagreeing and taking the opposite. Like, oh, there's a man and woman. No, there isn't. There's more. That's just all that is. Many describe. Let me, let me try to do it. <clears throat> Many describe queering as a verb to be this idea of opening up to possibilities and rejecting binaries. That was dead on. Many describe queering as a verb to be this idea of opening up to possibilities and rejecting binaries. As it relates to body liberation, to queer body activism or fat activism Uh, is less about showing that all bodies are capable of the same things, but rather embracing the unique and individual beauty of all bodies. That's a weird, let's start that. That's a weird thing to say. I mean, everything's embracing the unique and individual beauty of all bodies. All bodies aren't beautiful. We're getting restricted now. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I'm not surprised. And not all bodies are beautiful. <laughs> and period, end of story. It's just not the case. If you think something's beautiful, go for it. But usually you have to achieve something. Like, let me tell you something. The average person is not beautiful. We have a very different definition of what beauty is. You can have your opinion. That's fine. But you can't force people to embrace the unique and individual beauty of all bodies. You can't because that's just authoritarian. You can't compel someone to say things just because you disagree. Okay, well... That was a disaster. Not surprised. Um, I guess we're buffering on YouTube. Shocker. Uh, Unicorns, rainbows. Um, I am a trans. I'm trans swole. I am a huge ally. 
Let's see. What else can we bring it back? How can we bring it back? Um, how do we bring this back? What, what else can I say? What can I say? What can I say? What can I do? What can I do here? All right. Well, what we're going to do is I'm actually going to give away the swole card because I'm not going to do another video if things might be buffering a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, I think it's happening now. So we're going to save the throwback. We'll do more on Friday. So tomorrow, tomorrow is ask. No, it's not ask. Tomorrow is our Swole Fam roundtable. 48, 48. Tomorrow, roundtable 48. At 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, looks like we should have wrapped it up 20 minutes ago. We usually go about an hour, went a little bit extra deep, and this is what you get. Roundtable 48, Thursday, July 27, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Let's give away today's fucking swole card. Let's absolutely go. It is most people don't. Falcon, take us away. <laughs> Well, 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 we have a winner, and I think we will all fucking love this one. Elizabeth, congratulations. congratulations. You're taking it. You're taking it. Uh, Elizabeth, send us an email to support at swellnormous.com, swole card 2637, the subject, your mailing address in the bio. The email, it is her three-year swole anniversary. She's down almost 70 pounds and still crushing it. Thank you for sharing the pictures. Super inspiring, and we love it. Send us that email, and everyone go into the private Facebook group and let Elizabeth know, if she hasn't already, that she won today's swole card. Congratu-fucking-lations. Absolutely fantastic. Let's nut this beesh, and we'll get on. We'll be back. Don't worry. It's all right. Tight. Adoken! Crucifixion is good. Out of the door, line on the left, one cross each. Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. We got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Got it now. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by 
So you know the you know the thing. Well, folks, eliminate one tax loophole out of a trillion six hundred billion worth, for, a, a trillion four hundred billion worth, out of a billion four hundred million. I should be a trillion four hundred billion dollars. We got the church. Oh, look at Rufus. He just got all cleaned up today. He's got a little handkerchief on. Nice, very nice. Uh, because you know, all the keys, all the same. Thank you so much for being here, fam. I know we had to tie it off at the end. Let me crank this bad boy up. Hold on, gotta lube this chain. Ah, uh, so we had to cut it a little bit short. Um, got another. I don't know. We get what? Always ironic. It always gets limited. We just went a little bit long. We went hard, and then all of a sudden starts the bandwidth. Starts to fucking eat away. So. We got a little bit extra for Friday. will be a beast of a show. We got a bunch of other things. We'll do a throwback on Friday because we also have overtime, brand new drive, mo gaining. Tomorrow's a round table. It's, it's going to be a great next couple of days. Are you not so entertained? Don't you worry about that. Are you not entertained? And the beautiful thing about being here every day and doing the show every day, the beautiful thing is it's all good. When you're fucking live streaming every day, when you do a show every day and we do it every day, guess what? It's going to fucking happen now and again out of 2,637 days you're gonna have a couple that just take a shit at the end or completely sometimes at the beginning so at least we had a big show at least we went all the way through so that's fantastic all right fam thanks for being here appreciate it we'll see you tomorrow at the round table join us swarmormousx.com don't be a beach join the fam today peace mcgeese do some goose your boy papa swolio oh 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 Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. 808, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom babbing. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zans. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they can't laugh, and they so mad, it's like. Yeah, I found that Young King with my crown at Ten racks in the fanny pack